Hi, you guys. Good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Today is Mom Strong International Day here at the podcast. It's episode number 651. We're going to be tackling a passage today out of John that's familiar, very familiar to most of you who have been walking with the Lord for any time at all. Uh, it starts out in, in uh, chapter 14, verse 12. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So we're going to be talking a little bit about this. This is an extension of our study at Mom Strong International. I'm going to catch you up on a couple of things that are happening uh, over here at the St. John home and, um, and some answers to prayer because the Lord is in the business of moving in the lives of his people. So stick around, you guys. It's going to be a great day. I think you're going to be encouraged. So we really appreciate all of you who've been leaving reviews. If this podcast uh, is encouraging to you, can I just invite you to leave a review for it at iTunes? You can rate it. You can write a review. It really helps us to bump that uh, that podcast up in the ratings and get it out to more people. We've got about 42,000 of you listening right now, and I am so grateful. My husband and I are for the platform that the Lord has given us to speak truth uh, based on the word of God to so many of you who are listening today. I hope it's an encouragement to you. On Wednesdays, we take a little a little piece of the study at MomStrong International, and we sort of dig into it and unpack it a little bit. Uh, this month, we are finishing up our summer series, Is That Really in the Bible? And next month, oh my goodness, you guys, we've already uh, planned out the whole year for MomStrong International. I'm really excited about what what God is doing and what we're going to be doing there in the fall with you. We're really excited about September's study. The title for that is Born on a Battlefield, Strategies for Shepherding and Sheltering Your Kids in a Time of War. And so we're talking a little bit about spiritual warfare, but this time we're going to turn it around. Remember, we studied this uh, this last year about uh, strategies in spiritual warfare, understanding the armor of God. Now we're going to turn it around and we're going to talk about what it means to shepherd and shelter your kids on the battlefield. So uh, it's going to be an encouragement for parents, an encouragement for grandparents, and I hope you guys will join me for the September study. Uh, and in October, we'll continue that study, Born on a Battlefield, and we'll talk about what it means to shape and aim your arrows toward truth. Truth is certainly in the crosshairs right now. I heard a secular man on the radio the other day talking about what's happening in the culture, particularly uh, in the area of human sexuality, and he said something I thought was really interesting. Here's a guy who doesn't who doesn't uh, know the Lord necessarily, or if he does, uh, I didn't I didn't catch that in his interview. But he was saying, you know, this is science that has been settled for thousands of years. This idea of male and female, and all of a sudden, he called it a lie. He said it's patently false that we can change our gender. That gender is fluid. And I thought. You know, here you know, here we've got a guy who's who's not saying, you know, what I always say, which is the Lord made us male and female, and God said, I do not lie. And uh and so we know from the Bible how God intended his creation to work, but yet we see lies everywhere in the battlefield. And so uh this fall we're gonna be talking over the themes of born on a battlefield. Um, strategies for shepherding and sheltering your children in a time of war, and also aiming your arrows towards truth. And then November, we're going to continue. And that one is called Dancing in the Minefields, Finding Blessing 
on the battlefield. So we've got an incredible fall coming up for you at MomStrong International. It's a really wonderful way for you to get into the Word of God, to strengthen your kids in His Word. There's a section in there called uh, Kids Strong, where we particularly are aiming toward younger children, elementary school children. If you've got children who are seventh grade, I would say, and up, they can do this the regular study with you. Uh, there's a scripture writing challenge, obviously, that's free over at MomStrong International. But I want to encourage you, if you've not become a member at MomStrong International, uh, it will change your life. And my hope is that it will encourage a generation of mothers to get off the bench and onto the battlefield for the sake of their children. For about $8 a month, you will um, have access to the study, to the forums, to the videos that we're producing. And I think it will really encourage you. So check it out, momstronginternational.com. All right, this week we are, uh, as I'm getting ready, by the way, I leave tomorrow for Iowa. I'm going to bring my daughter Summer is coming with my husband and I. We're really excited. We'll be at Prairie Lakes Church. If you have not registered for that yet, I bet there's still room. I didn't ask them, but I'm I'm the person who's like, come on, we can fit one more in. Uh, I'll be there on Friday night and Saturday from 9 to 11.30. So I'm, I'm going to be speaking from 7 to 9 on Friday and from 9 to 11.30 on Saturday at the Cedar Falls Campus Worship Center uh, at Prairie Lakes Church in Cedar Falls, Iowa. So come on out and see me. The cost is $50 at the door. And uh, we're going to be going over my new book, Prayers for the Battlefield. We're going to have it there. So I'm really excited. This will be the first event because it hasn't officially been released yet that Prayers for the Battlefield will be uh, available for purchase. So come on out, and uh, I'm really excited to see you in Cedar Falls, Iowa this weekend. All right, we are in, like I said at the um, in the intro of this, we are in the book of John, chapter 14, verses 12 to 14. I'm going to read it to you a little bit in context, but the, the question that was posed to us here at MomStar International was, what does the verse mean? You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it. Uh, so that, this is the important part, I always love it when I see a so that in the verse, because uh, here John is saying, don't miss this. Uh, Ask for anything in my name uh, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. That's the so that in here. So let's go ahead and read it. I thought about reading the whole passage to you because it's an interesting interesting, uh, passage. Here you have Jesus comforting his disciples. So we're going to start in John chapter 14. Here's verse one, one of my favorite passages in all of scripture. Jesus comforts his disciples here and says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? Don't you love this doubting Thomas is what uh, he's often referred to uh, by biblical scholars because he struggled so often with his faith. And I don't know about you, but I can relate to Thomas. So Thomas is looking, uh, I can imagine, into the eyes of the Lord Jesus. And he's like, wait a second, we, we, we don't know where you're going. So how do we know the way? Listen to the patient and loving and truthful way that Jesus answered him. Jesus answered, he's talking to Thomas now, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. 
him. He's, Jesus is saying, I am God. You're looking right at him. If you know me, you also know God. Then Philip chimed in and said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. And Jesus in verse nine answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So he's repeating to Philip what he just said to Thomas. I love I love uh, uh, Jesus' interaction uh, with the people that were around him, particularly with his disciples, because we often think of them as uh, these, you know, super faith-filled, uh, super warriors, and obviously, you know, they were, but they were also very human and they struggled just like the rest of us. So Jesus kind of gives him a gentle rebuke. He says, how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. So now he's got a little bit of exasperation, you know, almost in his voice. He's like, listen, if you can't handle that, at least believe in the evidence of the things that you've seen. And then he goes on to verse 12. And this is kind of the focus of our of our uh, study at MomStrong International this week. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Before we get going into this study, let's come before the Father in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are so patient with us. We thank you that even though we struggle, we there are times that we uh, that we doubt your word, there are times that we wrestle with our faith, that you so patiently um, wait for us and you speak to us and you've given us your word. Lord, as we study it today, I pray that you'd open the eyes of our hearts, Father, that we would be drawn into right relationship with you and that we would long to walk in a manner that pleases you, even in the things that we ask you for. So we love you. We invite you here. We thank you, Father, for the thousands and thousands of people who are listening to this today. I pray that we would grow in grace and our understanding of your word, that we might rightly divide it and share the hope that is within us. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, if you've been a part of Christian circles for more than five minutes, you or somebody that you know has probably said the phrase, in Jesus' name, at the end of a prayer. So where does that phrase come from and what does it mean? Well, John 14 says, I will do whatever you ask in my name. So is this a phrase that we simply tack on at the end of our prayers? Does it mean that if we say the right words, we can pray for whatever we want and get it? Let's look for just a second at what Jesus is saying in context to get an idea of what this famous verse means. So we just we just read it. So I'm reading it again to you. This is verse 13 and 14. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. So here's some of the power-packed prayers of the Bible. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 to 16, we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, and there we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it the most. You see, our prayers pack power because we come to the Father in the authority of Jesus, his Son. So in Ephesians 
uh, in Ephesians uh, chapter one, verses 19 to 22, and again in Philippians 2, 9, we read about uh, the power of our prayers. And if you were to to deliver a message or present a request to someone, and you said, I come in the name of the president of the United States, we would probably take your request seriously. That's how we come to the Father, with all the authority of the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus. John, uh, in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, we read, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And since we know he hears us, when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. So how does this verse add an important guardrail to the idea of how prayer works? Well, when we're studying the Bible in context, You want to look first at the immediate context, but also we want to find out what other parts of the Bible are saying about the topic that we're studying. And this verse tells us that to pray in Jesus' name is to pray according to his will. So not according to my will, but according to his will. In other words, we say, Father, we want what you want, and we're going to ask for what you want in your name. And so... There's a lot of different aspects of this. And over at MomStrong International, if you have downloaded the study this week, you've seen that we've given you uh, several verses to look up and we've offered uh, the idea to you that you should have a different person look up the following uh, passages and then find out what each of those say about God's name. Because in the Bible and in the ancient world, a name wasn't just a way to identify somebody. Uh, It represented who they are. It represented their character and their reputation. And so to pray in the name of Jesus is to pray in accordance with the character and will of Jesus, which is why at the study this week, we asked you to study a little bit about the character of Jesus. You see, God isn't a cosmic vending machine. We talked about this a little bit last week, or a genie that's going to grant you three wishes if you say the right words. God doesn't work that way. He doesn't promise to give you a big house or a new car just because you tack the words in Jesus' name at the end of your request. Rather, when you pray for things like godliness wisdom, contentment, peace, the fruit of the Spirit. The Bible says that he delights to give those good gifts to his children, and it brings him glory. It brings him glory. So I want I want you to consider with me for just a minute uh, three ways that we can pray uh, God's word. Because I know, you know we're, we think, well, it sounds great to pray God's will, but how do I know what his will is? This is a great question. Entire books have been written on what the will of God is. This is why my frustration on Monday when I was telling you that there are there are literally there are false teachers out in the world right now who are talking about things that God declares as sin and saying that God finds them holy. Well, it's not true. We have to know the character of God. We have to understand his heart for humanity and his design for for human beings and how do we live in right relationship with him. So there are three ways that we can know what God's will is. The first one is when we seek God's will, we always start with what he's revealed in his word. This is why it's so important to know and understand the word. When we pray scripture, which is what I do a ton of in Prayers for the Battlefield, which is, uh, we're getting ready to release that book. When we pray scripture, we can have full confidence that we are praying God's revealed desires. And if you're wondering about praying scripture, uh, the Psalms are always a great place to start. One of the things I love about reading the Psalms is that you see the humanity of David so clearly illustrated in the way that he approaches God. So one minute, David's saying, you know, God, I praise you. You're magnificent. Thank you for all that you've done. And in the next breath, he's saying, God, where are you? My enemies are trying to devour me. 
Um, I feel alone. I've been abandoned. I, I hurt and I'm sorrowing in the next minute. God, you're so good. He mirrors so beautifully uh, the reality of our humanness and our walk with the Lord. And so I love to send, especially uh, parents who are just learning how to pray the scriptures, uh, to God's word, to the Psalms. And that's a great place to start. So the, so the second way to do this is to ask ourselves the question, am I praying for things that will honor and glorify Jesus? Am I praying for something that's gonna honor and glorify Jesus? So think about the things that we ask for. I once saw a televangelist uh, talk about you know, uh, the things that he prays for on a daily basis. And he said, you know, my wife went to the mall and I said, in Jesus' name, I would like the parking place up toward the front. Well, you know, that, that, that's not a bad thing to pray for. And I, you know, especially if it's pouring down rain and you got five kids in your car, <laughs> you could say, Lord, please, you know, uh, I really would appreciate if you would hear me and open up a parking place that so I don't have to run, you know, uh, the length of the parking lot in the rain with my children. Um, but I think when we're praying, remember who we're talking to. This is a father who loves to give good gifts to his children. And we see this over and over in the Bible. I've certainly experienced in my life. And maybe that good gift that day is a parking place that's really close to the grocery store, right? But I, I more often than not, I think sometimes we tend to use God as this some sort of genie that if we just ask him for things that he'll give them to us. Well, um, I, the, the, the character of our prayers should mirror a growing relationship with the Lord, a growing relationship, meaning they should mirror my heart toward God. Father, help me to be the the wife and the mother or the father or the student uh, that you want me to be today. Lord, give me opportunities to bring glory to your name. Uh, as we mature in our walk with the Lord, our prayers mature also. So that's the second thing. Are the things that we're praying for honoring and glory, glorifying Jesus? The third thing is, are you abiding in Christ? Abiding, remember, means that we that we uh, cling to, that we stay close to, that we l- literally live in uh, in Christ, meaning we're we're constantly in relationship with him. He is impacting every area of our day. So John 15 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. You see, when we remain in Christ and we start desiring the things he desires as we become like him, we begin to see the importance of this verse because his will becomes our will. As we get to know his character more and more, our prayers will truly be in Jesus' name. So I want you to think with me for just a few minutes about your prayer life and about the things that you're asking the Lord for. Um, and if if the Lord is stirring your heart to to uh, to know him more and to honor him more in your prayer life, it's a good place to start to say, Lord, show me what it is that you want me to do. The Bible says that God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. We know this because we read it over and over in his word, and we know that he wants our lives to bring glory to him. And uh, there've been many things that have happened in uh, mine and my husband's life over our nearly 30 years of marriage and raising our children. There've been many moments when we have been uh, very discouraged and um, disappointed. You know, people let us down. We uh, we financially struggle with 
with things from time to time, right? We have trouble with our children. We have trouble in this world, but I'll tell you what, um, as you begin to understand the character of God and grow with him more, you begin to trust him in those places where uh, maybe when you were a baby Christian or new in your walk with God, the first struggle that comes along, you begin to doubt the will of God in your life or the goodness of God. Never doubt the goodness of God. The Bible says that he is always ever only good. So when we approach him, we approach him in confidence and we say, Lord, show me what your heart is in this situation. I had a friend uh, just last week, really wonderful woman of God uh, who works with me at the Homeschool Resource Center and her husband was out in his backyard. This happened, I don't know, maybe four or five days ago. Her husband was out in his backyard. He's a handyman. Uh, you know, all of you moms who are uh, married to a handyman, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. These guys can do anything. This is like my husband, right? He can he can fix the car and change the transmission, you know, fix the rear differential in the back of the Suburban, you know, uh, build a platform or a deck or whatever it is, because he, he was taught to do that by his grandfather and his father. And my friend, uh, my friend's husband's no different. He's a handyman. So he's out there and he's building something and he's pushing a board through the table saw. Well, she said that normally he he uses a board to push the board through, but because he was in a hurry, he didn't do it. And you guessed it, he ran his fingers through the table saw. And uh, she sent me a picture. Actually, I told her when I saw her a couple of days ago, I could have gone the rest of my life without seeing that picture. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, uh, he took off half of one of his fingers for sure and split the other one right down the middle. And when I talked to her later on that evening, you know what she was doing? She was praising God. She was saying, Lord, you have us in the hospital for a purpose. Show us what you're doing right now. Show us your provision. Help us bring glory to you in the situation. She has learned uh, as she's matured in her walk with the Lord to trust him in every situation. And so I wanna ask you the same thing today. Are you trusting him in every situation? We learn to trust God uh, through the through the hard places of life. And God is saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And so when you ask for things, one of the things we want to do always is saying, is my life um, set on bringing honor and glory to God? I hope that you guys have been encouraged by this study over at MomStrong International. Next week, we will wrap up uh, our study for the summer. Is that really in the Bible? And then in September, we're going to launch a brand new study called Born on the Battlefield, Strategies for Shepherding and Sheltering Your Kids in a Time of War. And uh, we'll, we're going to be spending the whole fall, really September, October, November, looking at different aspects. I'm really excited actually even to get to uh, November dancing in the minefield, finding blessing on the battlefield. There is blessing men and women in walking with God. And even though the culture appears to be getting darker and darker around us, uh, we have an opportunity to shine for Jesus on the battlefield. If this podcast has been an encouragement to you, and I hope that it has, a couple things that you guys could do that would really encourage us. First is to rate and review this podcast over at iTunes. Uh, if you would love, if you have read Becoming Mom Strong and you haven't left a review for it at Goodreads or over at Amazon, uh, I would love it if you would do that. Actually, the last review that somebody left was like, uh, I hated this book. It was uh, judgy and judgmental and legalistic. So if you guys want to go in and, and, uh, leave another review, that'd be great. <laughs> I told my husband, I'm like, I am learning to have thick skin. If if being out in the public eye teaches you one thing, it's to have thick skin. But listen, we love to hear from you. Uh, even your frustrations and your complaints, we actually love to hear from you. We want to pray for you. You can email us anytime, podcast at thebusymom.com. If you would like to have a question answered at Mailbox Monday, the way to do that 
is to email me, podcast at thebusymom.com. Please put Mailbox Monday in the subject line of that email so that it is filtered into the right inbox. Also, if you are interested in supporting this ministry, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Obviously, we appreciate uh, your financial support. You can send support to us at Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Or uh, you can, uh, one way to support us is by simply becoming a member at MomStrong International. Like I said, it's $8 a month. And for that support, we're also uh, going to provide you with a fantastic study that you can do with your children or alone or start a MomStrong group. You can become a leader. You can apply to become a leader at MomStrong International. And uh, we are very excited to see what God is doing. It was our goal to get 5,000 of you over there uh, going through the word with us. We're at 8,500 right now. And so God has already exceeded our prayers. And uh, we love to see that it's resonating with you. Uh, please get in touch with us if you have any questions. And we are really excited about the fall study that's coming up here. We've actually already mapped out the year uh, based on just a lot of prayer and hearing your feedback about what you would like to learn about in the Word of God. So we know it's going to be a fantastic year at MomStrong International. We love you guys. We thank you for listening. Um, I'm excited to see what God does in your life. And I'm excited to introduce my friend Sue Heimer to you. She wrote a fantastic book uh, that really helps moms who are struggling with screaming at their kids. Moment of silence. Not that I would ever do that. But if I did, I'd want to catch this Friday's podcast. So have a great Wednesday, everybody. We're praying for you and we'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.